0: Hey bakers, welcome back to Chili Bakes. It's Carolyn here, and we're in the kitchen as usual. It's now almost, I would say fall, but it's almost November, which means we're well into fall and Thanksgiving is around the corner. So what we're baking today is a beautiful pecan pie, not those greasy, insipid, overly sweet things that you get in the grocery store that literally have no taste. I honestly didn't know you could have a pie that tasted this bad. I thought, what, what have you made this with? Seriously, what did you put in here? So apparently they put in absolutely no flavor. So that's not the pie we're baking today. Um, Thank you for joining me today in the kitchen. As always, uh, it helps me if you rate, review, and subscribe. Let me hear from you, know what you um, are up to, what are you baking, and what do you like. I always love to hear from my listeners, and um, it just makes me feel more connected and uh, helps me know what direction to go and what people are liking. So that's always fun for me. Uh, You can find me... Obviously, on Anchor, and you can find me on all the regular podcast places. I'm also on Instagram, Baking Up a Storm as usual. Many, many bakes happen on Instagram that don't happen anywhere else. I have a website, I was gonna say a webpage, it does have a webpage, but a website called chilibakes.com. It needs the www. You'll find all the podcast baking recipes there, and also many of them from Instagram as well. I'm doing a little bit of TikTok, which is slightly terrifying but fun. Uh, you can find me there too. So let's see, let's get on to baking. Our pecan pie is going to be easy. You know, the thing about pies, most pies are fairly easy. The filling part is the easiest part. And frankly, that's the most important, right? If you're going to have a pie and the filling sucks or the crust sucks, I would pick the crust sucks every time. But this pie, they'll both be really good. So you don't have to worry about either of those. But my point is that Even if you don't want to make the crust, you can buy a crust or do whatever you like there. The filling will be amazing. The filling is where it's at. If you're going to put your effort into something and you don't have time to make the crust, at least make a good filling, right? No one will, I was going to say, bitch and complain about the filling, uh, about the crust. But if the filling stinks, no one wants to eat it. So focus on the filling. So you're going to get a recipe for my crust, which is great, and the filling, which is amazing. So... Here we go. All right let's get started with the pie dough. The ingredients are pretty simple uh, but there are some unusual ingredients and really this recipe took many many tries to get this right. I wanted a pie crust that you could pick up and it didn't disintegrate. The thing with gluten-free pie crust at least you know with the one I was trying to make every flour is different which is also very confusing but anyway Using the flour, I love to use. Uh, what happened was the pie crust would just disintegrate. It was short, which means it, it's crumbly. Like it's, um has a lot of fat in it. It's not chewy at all, which you want in a pie crust. But it was so short that it just literally disintegrated. You would pick something up and it would fall apart. That's not what I wanted, right? I wanted something that could brown nicely, that held up to the fillings and uh, didn't get super soggy. So in order to do that, I've added some things um, that maybe you don't normally use. My sweet rice flour, if you've baked with me before, you know I always have a box of Koda Farms sweet rice flour. It's super fine. It's called um, glutinous rice flour. It doesn't contain gluten, but it has a stretchy chewiness um, that other rice flour does not have. Xanthan gum, which is frequently added to um, gluten-free bakes for a little chew. It just adds a little more strength as well. Um, and a little protein powder isolate so it's it's um, uh protein powder that has no flavor and that was one of the key things in making this uh, crust to help it stay together so maybe you don't have that either so those are a couple things you might want to uh, look into having so cup for cup flour um, sweet rice flour xanthan gum we're gonna add salt um, protein powder that's unflavored like protein, whey protein powder uh, isolate I can't say that a little sugar Butter, a tiny bit of shortening. I don't love shortening in a pie crust, but it has a different melting point than butter, and I think it really it really elevates this to um, a better crust. And so that's what we're trying to do here. Make a crust as close to wheat as possible. That's pretty easy to make, so you might have to get some weird stuff, but it's an easy crust. All right, so we're going to start with two cups of the cup-for-cup flour. We're going to scoop and measure as usual so we don't get too much here. There's one cup. One. And there's two. All right, next we have the mochi flour. I call it mochi flour, it's sweet rice flour. We're adding a teaspoon of that. As always, when I'm baking, I try to put my ingredients after I use them behind me or to the left side instead of the right side. So I have a order to how the ingredients go in. And as I'm talking, I don't forget what I've done because everything I've used is behind me or to the left, and everything I haven't used is still on the table. Which, seriously, I can't tell you how many times that saved my bacon. Okay, so xanthan gum. Just a tiny bit. A quarter teaspoon. Whoops. Half a teaspoon salt. And a teaspoon of this whey protein isolate I have a giant jug my son likes to make protein bars and um, you know I don't have a problem with that because he wants to make something in the kitchen which is great and they're much cheaper than making them somewhere else okay one teaspoon of sugar just a little bit of sweet is good in there I think it helps with browning too And we're adding all this into like a medium-sized bowl okay so that's all that's going in there and uh then we're going to whisk them together here just all the dry ingredients you want to whisk it well and then we're going to add the shortening and the butter so we're adding in butter here it's cold butter you want cold butter And it's five and a third tablespoons is a third of a cup. We need two thirds. So you need two sticks of butter. You're going to get five and a third tablespoons. A third is not marked on there, but we're just going to wing it. And you get pretty close to it. A little bit less than half a tablespoon. And we'll do that on both of them. And then I'm going to cut them into like tablespoon-sized slices because it'll make it easier for me to cut the butter in. Right. And we'll just cut them up and add them in. And then two tablespoons of shortening, which also isn't a big block. Uh, You can get them like sticks, and you just cut two tablespoons off and add those. And we're going to cut that in with a pastry blender until it resembles crumbs. Uh, You can do it with uh, a fork, your fingertips, if they're cool. Either one works. And we're just going to cut in that butter. Okay, so the butter is all cut in. The butter and the shortening, it's crumbly. It actually holds together a little bit, even without water and now we're going to add cold water, about three and a half tablespoons, but um, you just want enough water to hold it together. So I add a little bit, sprinkle it in, mix it around, and then I stop if it it starts to like hold its shape, if I can squish it together. So I'm using ice water because I really want cold water and I'm just going to kind of sprinkle that across the top. A fork is a really great thing to use here. So that's two tablespoons, just mixing it in a little bit here, and I'm going to try three and I'll see where that gets me. Um, and it's still going to be kind of crumbly but it should start holding together a little bit and um, and that's what you want so we're going to press it together into a ball as soon as I can and of course Emma I love you but this is I have so much dough on my hands this is crazy so uh, this is not the right time for you to do that so I'm going to stop the uh, recording (laughs) and uh, clean off my hands and let her out because that's all I need in the middle of a pie dough hang on Okay, so it looks like, almost still looks like crumbs, but I can push it together with my hands. So what I'm gonna do is just shape it into a ball. And then now's the point when you can make it from a ball into a flat disc and you can wrap it in plastic and put it in the fridge till whenever you're gonna use it. This is a great tip um, for Thanksgiving. I make the pie crust ahead of time. I don't always have room to put them in the pie pan right away. So what I do is I flatten them into discs and I leave them in the fridge for a uh, day or two. And then when I take them out, it's a lot easier to roll them out when they're already flattened and round. So that's what I'm going to do here. I'm just um, squishing it into a ball. And uh, then I'm going to, um, what am I saying here? And then I'm going to flatten it into a disc um, on a piece of saran wrap. This pie dough recipe actually makes two, recipe for two um, crusts. I don't mess around with one crust when you can make two. Um, You can always use the other one. You could put it in the fridge for a while. You could freeze it. Um, yeah so this will make two so you're going to divide the dough in half i think i didn't say that earlier and you can put them in the fridge now and do the filling later the filling is like it's such a snap it is so quick to do the filling okay so i have my pie dough here what you need is a flat surface a nice uh, smooth flat surface you could use a cutting board i have a big countertop that i can use and i'm going to do a little dusting of the flour a light dusting of the flour because i don't want the pie dough to stick because we're going to roll it fairly thin i'm gonna rolling it. And I have a nice flat disk of pie dough. Um, You're going to want to put flour on the top side of the dough as well so it doesn't stick. Just kind of make sure it has a nice even coating and there's a little bit underneath. And then when you roll it out, uh, you want an evenly uh, even diameter rolling pin and just gently roll it um, just in one direction and then back to the other direction and then you're going to rotate it. Make sure there's um, flour on the bottom and uh, and then you're going to roll it the other direction. So you're trying to keep somewhat of a circle because I have a circle pie pan and then you just make sure it has an even dusting of flour and just gently roll it out um you're going to want to roll it out I want to say pie dough thickness I know that's not helpful yeah what is it like a 32nd of an inch um and the edges will crack but we're not going to worry about that we're just whoops we're just going to keep rolling it out into a circle and see where it gets us. And just make sure it hasn't even dusting. It's a little bit brittle. You know, pie dough is not great. Um, So be careful uh, dusting the edges and lifting it up and moving it, but just just take your time. If it rips, they can be repaired. Okay, so when it's big enough that it'll fit um, your pie pan, it should fit like a nine-inch 9, and nine inch pie pan or so, and you can have a little bit extra around the edges. So I like to make my pie dough go over the edges, and then I can trim them and make them nice and make them slightly decorative. I have to say I'm not the most decorative pie person. Um, yeah, and so getting the pie dough up once it's thin is, is just a little bit of a... Um, you just have to be careful. So I was talking. Uh, full disclosure: I was talking, and I didn't uh, keep flouring the bottom of it, so it kind of stuck. But I used a nice flat spatula to unstick it, and then I'm just gonna, you know, have a little bit of a Frankenstein pie crust, and that's okay. Um, I want to make sure the edges are well above the pie um, the pie pan, so that because it shrinks a little bit, and then I'm just gonna press those edges together. Where I oopsed, where I oopsed, and I didn't get it off in one piece, and no one would know the difference. Just make sure it stays about the same. Um, what am I saying? Thickness. And then you're pretty good. Okay, so the edge is slightly raggedy, you know, where I didn't have a perfectly circular piece. I know, no surprise there. I'm not exacting. Um, so I'm going to take a sharp knife and I'm going to trim around the top of the pie um, a little bit higher than the top. And then I can flute the edge, like I uh, use a, either my fingertip to smush it down a little bit to make like a little bit of a wavy edge, or I can use a fork to make a decorative edge. Whatever you have room for um, works for me. And then we're going to prick the bottom a little bit so it doesn't puff up when it cooks and it's going to get in a hot oven i think it's uh what does that say there 300 no wait i'm going to check on this because i don't remember wait i put my notes somewhere this is terrible um yes we uh bake it for 450 for three five to seven minutes so what you want to do this is called par baking so when you're going to put a pretty wet filling in there you don't want the pie dough to start boiling up and just disintegrate in this wet filling so we're going to par bake it so it's got a lot more resilience when you put all that uh pecan pie filling in yum i can't wait for the pie And if you don't know what pricking the pie crust is it's taking a fork and just uh putting fork marks at regular intervals along the bottom of the pie not not too many just enough so when the pie dough bakes par bakes it doesn't puff up into like a huge you know like bubble so that's what you're doing so the oven's at 450 and we're putting this bad boy into par bake i have pricked the shell uh, a little bit all over. I made a sad attempt at making a pretty rim. It's not pretty. Honestly, I don't, I don't, let's see, I'm not exacting. These are the things, or this is like a confessional. I'm not exacting. I can't cut slices the same size. And my pie crust, the edge of my pie crust isn't beautiful. I don't know how my grandma just took her thumb and she's like, you just do this. I, it doesn't work for me. So I made a half, a, half, um yeah, an attempt to make it beautiful. It's not. So I use distraction. I want to the best tasting pie. Nobody cares if the rim is slightly, you know, hokey. And sometimes I use beautiful garnish, right? And you put whipped cream on a beautifully tasting pie and nobody really cares about the rim. So crossing my fingers, that's what I'm going with. (laughs) Hot, hot, hot. Oh yes, before I forget, this recipe uh, for pecan pie, the filling and also the crust, were uh, modified from some recipes from the Joy of Cooking cookbook. The um, crust was heavily modified to be gluten-free, just some of the proportions of the same, but many new ingredients and many, uh, yeah, I did a lot of things different. And the pie, bleh, the pecan filling, I just tweaked a little bit, but um, it was a great filling to begin with, and I just made it a little bit, I was going to say greater, I'm not going to say it like that, better. I think I made it better. So that's where the inspiration came from and the recipe. Just wanted to let you know. All right, we're starting with the filling the pie dough is still par baking it's got two and a half minutes left so you know the timer is going to go off so i'm going to brown the butter i love the flavor of brown butter and it's going to go so nicely with those toasty nuts and all the other things it's just going to give it a more um rich and route i can't say rich and well rounded there we go rich and well rounded flavor that's what i'm doing and i have this adorable butter melting copper pot that my mom gave me, which is so cute. Although um, I'm not sure if it's going to boil over. So we'll hope for the best. So I'm going to heat this up. I'm going to brown the butter. I don't want to burn it. I call that icing burnt butter icing because that's what we called it growing up. But I want to brown it. So what I want is the butter to be completely boiled. Boiled. It'll melt and then it'll start bubbling up. Then you'll start to smell caramel and then the milk bits, the milk solids in there will actually start to caramelize and turn brown. And that's what you want. You don't want it too dark. You don't want it to not have any color because then it's just going to taste like butter, which is fine. And it'll taste more like a regular pecan pie. So this is something you don't normally do in a pecan pie, but guess what? We're doing it because we want all the flavor. Okay. It's been about four minutes on a pretty medium, medium high, but I'm watching it. Do not walk away from this butter. It's starting to uh, boil, bubble, but it still um, hasn't gotten the caramel smell yet or the caramel taste, so you can stir this. Although I picked the world's smallest pan. Oh my gosh, it's cute, but what the heck? Ah! Okay, now it's spattering butter. Still not quite brown, though. Um, so it'll take at least five minutes, probably maybe less if you have a thicker, uh, thicker, a bigger pan. This is like a really cute tiny butter melter, which means there's a lot of butter in a small space, so it's not browning the same way it normally would. So watch your pan. Do not walk away from this. You want it browned, but not burned. And once it burns, that's it. You can't fix it. Okay, I suspect this tiny pan is for butter melting, but it won't burn. Seriously, I can't get it to brown. So I'm changing it to a different pan and we'll see. This should be hardly any time at all. So note to self, do not use the butter melting pot, which is adorable and made out of copper, to brown your butter. Um, Yeah, so my butter is really hot and it's already starting to brown. Look at that, what the heck? Is that a magical pot where things don't burn? Whatever, it was cute, but not that effective. Okay, so we're gonna let this um, brown thoroughly and we're gonna set it aside and use it to make the pecan pie filling. And the crust came out and it is cooling. Okay, so the butter is browned. I poured it immediately into another pan so it wouldn't burn. I mean, it goes from brown to burn pretty quickly and now we can do our filling. Okay, so we're letting the pie crust, the parboiled par-baked, I was going to say par-boiled, that's something else, par-baked pie crust cool down, because if you put filling in here and it's hot, it's it's not going to be staying together very well then either, so once you par-bake it, let it cool a little bit, it gives it, I feel like it gives it resilience against the filling. Anyway, and then the browned butter needs to cool, because the last thing you want to do is add your eggs to hot brown butter, because guess what, you're going to have scrambled eggs, and that's gross, I don't want that to make pecan. In me, pecan pie. I don't know what's happening here. So um, I'm drinking coffee instead of tea. Maybe that's the problem. So I'm going to turn down the oven um, to three... Crap. Mm. Every time I say something, I'm like, well, what am I turning down the oven to? 375. I was totally right on that one. Turning down the oven to 375. No, not 350. It's being stubborn. 375. So it was at 450 to par break the crust. Make sure you turn it down or you will have... A burned pie and it won't be cooked. And um, then we're just waiting for stuff to cool. So I'm gonna get the other ingredients ready. Okay, the butter is cool and we're adding a cup of light brown sugar. I like cane sugar, as good of brown sugar as you can get. Some of the brown sugar is like kind of gray and muddy. I don't know how that's possible, but so we're adding is a cup of light brown sugar. One teaspoon of vanilla. Three eggs go in next. I love these Vital Farms. Oh, dang it! Vital Farms eggs. because I get shell in it? Because I'm not paying any attention. Uh, but sometimes the the shell doesn't want to open, which is probably good. It means probably means that chickens are healthier. How good can you be as How good can your health be as a chicken if your shell is like paper, right? So sometimes they don't crack well. So if you're not a good egg cracker, don't crack them into your batter. Also. If you're Even if you're a good egg cracker and you're not paying attention, you're going to get shells in it. Or you might, just like I did. Um, so I fished out some shells. So that was three eggs. And then we're doing um, dark corn syrup. And I like golden corn syrup, but I can't usually find it. So I'm using light corn syrup and dark. And I really, if you can get golden syrup, that works as well instead of light corn syrup. All these um, little tweaks. It's normally just light corn syrup. And really, light corn syrup is sweet but it doesn't add much flavor. So, um, you know, I think we'll be okay today. Cause I honestly, I can't, I couldn't find golden syrup. So light corn syrup, half a cup and half a cup of dark corn, which helps with the flavor and also the brown butter. So here we go with half a cup of oh, dark corn syrup, which I was going to say, it's like watching molasses. It's kind of the same consistency. It's nice and thick. If I had spray oil, what would have been a great tip to give you Uh, is to spray oil into your measuring cup first and then this uh, stuff slides right out. As it is, I don't have that and I'm just going to use a rubber spatula to scrape out the um, uh, corn syrup and that works just well. So there is the dark corn syrup and here's the light corn syrup. All right, this one's actually pouring which is quite refreshing. All right, and in it goes. Okay, the last things we're going to put in here, we're going to put half a teaspoon of vanilla. Um, I just measure out of the cap because that works for me. And a half a teaspoon of um, salt. Of course, the pecans go in next, but first we're going to use a mixer. Um, Here goes the salt. I have a little salt cellar, one of those open salt bowls. I don't know why, I think it's so cool. All right, and then we're going to use beaters mixers, electric mixers, you can whisk too. I want this thoroughly mixed um, and here we go. So I'm not trying to beat air into it or do anything like that um, with these eggs. So I just want them thoroughly mixed and I don't want the sugar stuck to the bottom and I want the salt and everything to distribute. So I'm gonna use the rubber spatula and just do a quick um, run around the bowl, see what's happening. Mix it a little bit more, and then we're done. Like, how easy is the filling for pecan pie, right? And it's going to taste so, so much better. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have pumpkin. I think I have pumpkin bits in my throat. I tried to make a pumpkin latte, but I didn't make a recipe, and I just threw some pumpkin in my coffee and a little spritz of pumpkin spice. <coughs> now I'm choking on pumpkin bits. That's not the best way to do it. I have a good recipe, but did I use it? No. No. All right, and that is it. You are done with your filling. You should have three eggs, a cup of light brown sugar, lightly packed, half a teaspoon of salt, a third a cup of melted brown butter. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Half a cup of dark corn syrup, half a cup of brown corn syrup, or golden syrup, um, and then we're adding a cup of unroasted pecans. You want raw pecans because they're going to cook in the oven for about 40 minutes, at least 40 minutes. I'm guessing. I haven't made this pecan pie in my oven, so it's always like it's kind of a crapshoot. So You don't want roasted nuts because they're going to roast in the oven and they're going to get nice and roasty, but they will probably be overcooked if you uh, add roasted nuts. And you don't want salt because you have everything you need in the filling. So a cup of uh, raw pecans are going in. Halves. Use halves if you can because it looks a lot prettier. And then that just needs to be stirred in. And then we're ready to pour this into our filling or uh, into our pie crust. Okay, so we're just pouring the filling into the par-baked shell and you will need to scrape the bowl sometimes you know there's bits that, that get in there and we don't want to waste any of this yumminess oh my gosh so excited okay there we go how easy is the pie and then we're ready it goes in the oven for about 40 um what am i saying about 40 to 50 minutes. Uh, but you know, I'm going to check it about 10 minutes before then. And actually, I'm going to check it about 25 minutes. What I don't want to have happen, and what sometimes happens or often happens with pecan pie, is it gets too brown. So if your pie is not done, um, and we'll test that later, you're going to put a knife in the center. If it comes out clean, it's done. You don't want to overbake it, and it may get too brown uh, before it's cooked. So what you do in that case is you lay a piece of foil over it. So. That may be what I have to do, and I often have to do that. So let's put this thing in the oven. Okay, we have 35 minutes. Uh, the pie looks done. Let's get that bad boy out. Okay, so very hot. Um, the oil helped it from getting over brown. Um, let's take a sharp knife. And we're going to insert it into the center of the pie. Um, And then it comes out, you know, pretty much clean. It's a little bit puffy, but there's no cracks in the top of the pie. You don't want to overbake it. Um, And so it should be golden brown, uh, but not with a bunch of cracks. And and not like a liquidy jiggle, but it it can be puffy. I know that's slightly nebulous. But anyway, it's done. And here's the worst part about pecan pie is waiting for it to cool. Dang it, that's a hard thing. But we're going to have to do it. So let's start waiting now. Okay, so here's the best part. We're sitting down to eat a piece of pie here. And I can't cut an even slice to save my life. All right, oh my gosh. Mm, this looks so good. So the crust gets pretty brown. Um, you know, pecan pie cooks a long time. Uh, it's a gluten-free crust, but it still um, holds together really nicely. It's not soggy from the filling. Mm. And the edge where it meets the filling is a little bit chewy and buttery. Not the crust itself, but the crust that's soaked with the pecans. Mm. The pecans are browned and on top and mm, buttery. A little bit of that caramel burnt butter in there. Mm. So good. So much flavor. Mm. Yum. It's... uh, Oh my gosh it's so much better than every other (laughs) pecan pie i've had because it has the buttery burnt butter flavor brown sugar dark corn syrup it just makes all the difference in the world and this gluten-free pie crust is amazing Mm. wow it's such a good pecan pie literally no one will know it's gluten-free um, the, pus- the, uh, the crust will hold up the next day for sure. Mm. I can't stop eating the pie. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm always stuffing my face. Mm. You try waiting till the pie cools to eat it and then not inhaling it while you're recording. So sorry about that. Anyway, I'm so glad you joined me in the kitchen. Thank you so, so much for coming and hanging out with me. I hope you love this pie. I hope you enjoy it maybe you'll use it for Thanksgiving and you'll get to share it with all your loved ones. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. Um, drop me a note, say, hi, leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see your bakes. Um, the next bake is called perfect chocolate cake. It is the chocolate cake recipe to have. It is classically delicious. Um, Often I make it with whipped cream between the layers, real whipped cream. You can't use the squeeze kind or the like fluffy, what is it? The aerosol kind. It's covered in this fudgy frosting. I'm sorry, I'm going to choke on pecans. (coughs) Sorry about that. Anyway, it's amazing. So the 20th of November, that's the recipe. Um, It's just one of those recipes you want to have. You want to have a great vanilla cake. You want to have a great chocolate cake. Well, I've got your chocolate cake right here. So thank you again for hanging out with me and um, being in the kitchen, baking cool stuff together. So until next time, have fun in the kitchen. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye.